is going on everybody welcome to another episode of not rocket science the podcast that talks about the intersectional relationship between business culture and technology i'm sean your host hope you guys are doing well on this uh mid-march monday for me um hope you guys are staying safe out there this coronavirus thing has really went zero to a hundred real quick um yeah i mean obviously if you're talking about a show when it comes to intersectional relationships between technology and culture and and how some event can create a chain effect where all three of these different verticals kind of intersect and bounce off each other and become impacted um yeah no no bigger example than this uh this kind of like this show is created more to talk about, you know, why Supreme became such a big brand, you know what I mean? And how technology, how culture, eventually later on how like business deals and moves and doing things to differentiate yourself as a brand pays off in the long run. Things like that, but in these times it's kind of to me it feels a little bit like all that's so trivial compared to what's going on now, uh, that it's insane. I definitely feel like I've never been alive for something impactful on this scale. Um, I mean, I was around for 9-11. I was right across the river pretty much when that happened. Uh, I was in eighth grade, so I was old enough to be you know aware of what's going on i wasn't like a little little kid um but i couldn't really you know analyze it on any real scale yet it was kind of just something where you're in that weird phase in life where you kind of know what's going on around you but your brain i guess hasn't developed enough to be able to really analyze exactly what's going on you don't have the life experience but 9-11 was a big deal and i mean the day it happened was the craziest day of all time um i don't think anything's knock on wood right i don't think anything's going to be crazier than that but this has a creepy effect to it it's kind of the fear of the unknown is kind of uh seeping in with this one where you don't know when it's going to end you don't know what's going to happen whereas at least with 9-11 it happens it's terrible um but it's an event with a beginning, middle, and end. And yeah, there was paranoia after 9-11 about going to war or will there be another attack or, you know, there was definitely panic and uncertainty, but not like this because um, you had this somewhat of a sense of security in your head where, like, you felt, all right, well, at least, you know, intelligence is on it, Um the government's on it there's a clear enemy like we knew pretty quickly who 
did it. Um, so it was more of a matter of security and targeting the enemy and yada, yada, yada. Obviously, things could happen still. There was definitely a little bit of paranoia, particularly where I grew up in northern New Jersey. But uh, this is different because it's like if all the terrorists were invisible, you know what I mean? Like you can't see it. Um, so that's why all these drastic measures are being put in place. Because people look at the statistics sometimes and they're like, oh, it only affects old people. Or, oh, it's there's only been X amount of deaths in the United States yet. It's like, first of all, who cares? Who cares that it's the United States? The United States is a patch of dirt. China's a patch of dirt. Italy's a patch of dirt. They're all just patches of dirt. So I don't really care. Like, when it comes to this stuff, it doesn't really matter which patch of dirt it is. And then... Beyond that, it's like, if you're just talking about the numbers right now, you're missing the whole point. The whole point is that you have to get ahead of these things to not make the numbers 10 times worse than 9-11. Because to break it down, you know, there's only a million hospital beds in the United States. There's only 94,000 ICU beds in the United States. Um, The White House staff, it was leaked today as things were going, at least as of last week, predicting one-third of the United States would eventually become infected with COVID-19. So doing simple math, that's about 100 million people. So if 1% of people needed to be hospitalized, and that's super conservative, you're talking about all the hospital beds in the United States, not even considering any other health problem any other person might have for any other reason. You know what I mean? It's extreme overload. Uh, not to say it's all going to happen at once like that, but it's just to paint a picture how easy it is to overload all the hospitals in the United States if we don't take this thing seriously. So that is why all these drastic measures are, are being put into effect right now. I'm in New York City right now, and everything's closed pretty much except uh, grocery stores, medical facilities. Restaurants are open, but it's takeout only starting tomorrow, I believe. Um, So definitely different than uh, your normal New York experience for sure. And the crazy thing is where I work, because I work for an online grocery store and it really I mean I talked about this at length last week but it's flipped the entire business upside down the business was uh in need of customers we were slowly growing but not at the pace we needed to and now it's we have too many customers way too much demand not forecasting things based on the actual need of customers because of how abrupt it this whole craze has been our apps and websites are kind of turning into the nike store app where uh time slots for deliveries are turning into like jordan releases i saw something about that on twitter and it's just crazy there's never it in the history of the entire business and the business has been around for 20 years or so at this point there's never been this much demand never had much uh as much organic search traffic um What's crazy is time slots are now one of the most trending search terms on their site, which never happens. It's just like, you know, a snow globe was just shooken up and uh, it's total 180 from before. And now 
we have so much demand we need more staff and we're looking at options like uh you know there's a lot of hourly workers now that are out of jobs because they're bartenders or they you know they were bus boys at restaurants or you know those types of jobs those people are out of work now so the company right now is playing with the idea of um, offering temporary jobs to those people out of work in the area so there's just a lot going on right now and all the initiatives we we're working on it's like drop it and focus on this so from an internal business standpoint for companies that are really that are really uh bearing the way to the city and have a lot of responsibility right now um like online grocery delivery services that's kind of inside baseball a little bit what's going on without giving any numbers away or anything crazy like that um just you know everything has been turned upside down and uh now it's like the business for the from the business standpoint it's actually very good um you know revenues up pretty much every every number to assess a company is up but uh there's a lot of scrambling going on there's a lot of unknowns going on um there's also the fear of somebody you know were to be infected that works there and it got out to the press that would be a pr disaster so it's just like there's like a lot of uh there's a lot going on opportunity wise but also a lot of risk a lot of uh unknown uncertainty and that's kind of just where we're at in general though right like that's the vibe right now um circling back to when 9-11 happened like it was crazy but it was crazy like you just witnessed something you know what i mean like you felt like you were living in a part of history kind of when you look at the history channel or something and you see those clips of neil armstrong or um you know world war ii footage stuff like that you felt like okay this is that thing for my time what's weird about this is there's none of that there's no like uh you know moment where all of this is you know you're getting your your uh your highlight like it never it doesn't feel like a moment it's just at all moments it's kind of you know when you wake up in the morning when you go to bed it's just it's just a different kind of feel we have no idea how long it's going to take um my hope is that we stay on lockdown and have all the doctors of the world try to figure out at least a treatment protocol for this thing that's actually that's at least somewhat effective in um kind of blunting the symptoms and making it a little bit more mild um you know there's been a few drugs that i've heard of that um are effective like there's one Cuban drug called interferon B. Um, vitamin C drips were supposedly effective. There's another one. I forget the name. It's like Excelachlorine or something like that. Um, but, you know, my hope is that while everyone's taking super aggressive measures to try to kind of uh, slow down the momentum and kind of elongate the curve of patients that need hospitalizations... There could just be some sort of like set of drugs that are kind of verified as effective uh, treatments. Because I know the I know the uh, vaccine is a long ways away, so I'm just focused on any, you know are there any tre- treatments that can alleviate the effects a bit. Um, but 
beyond just the issue at hand, it's crazy how like when something like this happens, the mad scramble and how the limitations of certain types of developments like vaccines, like effective treatments in the medical field, but also technology, you know, how how the warts of the processes kind of show themselves. And one example is um, this whole Verily thing. I don't know if you guys are aware of it, but basically Verily is a company, I believe, owned by Google. It's like Google's sister company. Um, launched a website within a day of basically announcing what the service is going to be. And it was basically a way to, um, kind of like a ZocDoc type of thing, but to schedule appointments specifically for coronavirus testing. And, uh, of course, the second it goes live on production, it gets, you know, massively swamped, bogged down, kind of breaks. There's that capacity this morning, obviously, because everybody's in a state of panic and basically they went out of uh out of service in less than a day um they, now you go there and it's called project baseline by the way by verily and uh you just get a message this little like window it says unfortunately we are unable to schedule more appointments at this time Appointments will continue to expand through the program as we scale capacity in the near future. Please check back later. In the meantime, we recommend following these guidelines from the CDC, yada, 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 yada. So basically, they launched this thing. Um, like toilet paper, everyone, you know, panic schedules appointments. Or maybe, you know, maybe there's a real demand. We have no idea because of testing kits and that whole screw up. But point is, is they could not meet capacity because they're scrambling to develop this thing. And usually... You do a soft launch. Um, you can work with alpha testers, you know, very specific amount of users, get feedback, iterate, iterate, and then do more of like a wide-scale release. But, you know, they're rushing right now, jumping the gun on everything and just trying to get it out there. And uh, this was meant to be kind of like a beta, but the White House, of course, pumped it up as if it was this, like, awesome solution. Therefore, they got too much traffic and now they're kind of screwed. Um, thank you, White House. So that's kind of where we are with this stuff right now. Um, it's a mad scramble. When it comes to vaccines, you hear uh, people keep saying at least 18 months to two years, 18 months to two years. But what no one's talking about is 18 months to two years is still an extremely, extremely fast turnaround for a vaccine. Like extremely fast, so fast that in Washington, they are already getting started with human trials because they are bypassing animal trials. Like, look it up. They're bypassing animal trials, jumping straight to humans because they're in such a panic, because they feel like they have to rush this thing so aggressively based on pressure from the government, obviously. And uh, yeah, they're going straight into human testing. I think people are getting paid pretty decently, but it's also like you are potentially risking your life, so you should be paid pretty decently to do trials of this. Um, or, you know, like it's in the thousands to be a tester in Washington. But I don't know. Like, I'm not a doctor. 
I'm not even remotely pretending to be an expert when it comes to medical types of things, but I know the general protocol for vaccination development involves lots of animal testing. So to bypass all of that or most of it, I think they've done some like preliminary trials, like little ad hoc things on mice, but I don't know. I know there is a complication where it's harder for mice to get the virus and show symptoms, I I, I think. I could be wrong on that. I don't like to spe- spread misinformation, but... I know that was might that might have been a problem early on, but I don't know. To jump straight to humans is aggressive, man. That is aggressive. And I will not be the person testing that. Um But it's just crazy how much of a scramble all this is. But people but you know, when people have the deck stacked against them and have to work really hard collectively and you know, have to show some sense of ingenuity and work ethic that's usually when the crazy stuff happens in any industry that's usually when the great progressions tend to occur um so glass half full i'm hoping this is one of those times you know kind of like those bs instagram motivation accounts where it's like get comfortable in discomfort or any you know stupid stuff like that but uh you know, there there is a thread of truth to that. Um, generally, you need some sort of adversity to really kind of accomplish something and progress things forward. So hopefully that's the case here. But uh, it's crazy just in terms of technology, how much things are getting affected in every way possible from grocery delivery service to coronavirus testing services. Um, Business-wise, the stock market bull run over bull run got ko'd by a virus in under a week we are officially jumping back into the recession age right now um yeah not good not good uh the markets are not looking good right now i haven't been really like actively trading in a little while i pulled all my money out of the market so doesn't really affect me too much but it's affecting a lot of people right now um which sucks economy being in the downturn sucks i was a little too young to really feel it in 20 2008 i didn't have like enough money to like be in the market so it didn't really affect me either way at the time but looking back you know watching movies like the big short and things like that you get a taste for it and uh some scary stuff it is definitely some scary stuff however if you don't have your a lot of uh money in the market right now could be an opportunity to buy also pay attention to real estate um next year or so if this bear market stays down you know it could be the next good opportunity so if you want to look at things glass half full i would say that's you know that's where the opportunity could be that's uh you know if you think about and his vice his you know, him in general is a little outdated at this point but you know when warren buffett just talks about you know buying when no one's buying that's the time to buy like way things are looking right now it's looking like that time might be pretty damn soon but uh i don't know i don't want to ramble and just talk about this stuff without 
a real perspective or opinion. I just kind of wanted to share how things are here in New York. Um, pretty crazy. I haven't been going outside much. I've been going I, over the weekend. I went outside a little bit, went to the grocery store, walked around a little, got some cash. But yeah, overall, there's definitely a a presence, a sense a level of emptiness outside that usually isn't there. Although, there's a lot of dummies going to the park still. Lots of dummies at the park doing barbecues because it was really nice this weekend for March. You know, it was around 60 degrees, sunny. So, you always got the dummies in the park. And it's not like people are using the park to spread out. No, 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 no. People will be all up on each other in the park throwing Birthday parties with pinatas, playing soccer, playing baseball, smoking weed. Like in the main drags of the park, you know, people are just feet away from each other. Four feet, five feet, walking right by each other. No big deal. Um, Yeah, pretty gross, but young people kind of suck. Kind of sucks sometimes when it comes to this stuff. There's still this air of invincibility, that little like teenager side of you when you're in your 20s and living in New York. You might still have it a little bit. You might think, oh, it's not that bad. It's just mild symptoms for people under 40. Yeah, but mild, mild symptoms means you don't have to be in the hospital hooked up to an IV needing care and attention around the clock that's what mild symptoms mean it's a very it's a very large bucket so uh just be mindful of that and i mean now the bars are all shut down thank god that's a, a good move there but uh yeah stop being stupid people um on that note i will leave it there i don't want to go on too much about this i think it's important to kind of get into your little netflix binges and things like that kind of take your mind off everything um if you have any questions or comments as usual hit us up on insta or twitter at nrs underscore show or or via email at not rocket science show at gmail.com so i'm gonna end it there hope you guys have a good week stay safe don't go out get your groceries online Stay isolated. Watch your bad Netflix like me. I'm watching Elite Season 3. Try to get my Spanish up. Not a great show. Not a great show at all, but it helps with Spanish. So do more of that. Less going outside, throwing barbecues. I'm Sean. Hope you guys have a good one. Till next time. Peace.